0: Life good! Never on! Whoa! Hard! Hard Hardly! Come on, friends! Life good! Got
1: real close. Got hair high, right? Trying to hit two thirds. Have they saved
0: it for her? Yes, they have! Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside as always. Hello, Scott. Well, don't hurt yourself there. Not really extending the, the intro here. It's a, a beautiful Mother's Day Sunday here in the nation's capital. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and to our mother. Yes, Sean, to our mother. Uh, I called our mother. Yes, you Already. did. Already, have you? I have not. Okay,
1: well, on your list of things to do.
0: Yeah, this this is good enough. She'll, she'll listen to this, right? Yeah, you know, you're, yeah. she will. Happy she Mother's will. Day, Mom. Um it's a it's a beautiful day here in the nation's capital. Uh we're sitting outside, first time this season, Scott, where patio weather is upon us.
1: Yeah, we did a couple of these last season.
0: They proved to be pretty popular. Yes. More so likely for the content.
1: But you know, we <laughs> thought we'd capture the ambiance.
0: Yeah, the ambiance is nice. It's that season again. This is our last episode scott where we're going to be talking about actual curling on the ice and, and specific games
1: yeah so we started with a curling podcast at the end of august previewing some sort of event that was coming up perhaps yeah. this first event I think, the,
0: I think the first world cup event that took place yeah yeah that was september
1: and now it's may eight months later
0: yeah eight eight and eight
1: and a half nine months later almost the same amount of time to create a human child that's
0: right That's how long we've been podcasting so yeah it's uh it's been quite a journey it (laughs) has uh, it has been and we've we've made it so i'm very happy and uh thanks to everybody for following along with us so let's get into it uh the curling world cup grand finale from over there in beijing took place of course this week and uh the results are in, Scott. Uh, overnight, Saturday night here in the Eastern time zone. We, uh, we're we going to take this in chronological order with how it went. And, of course, Kevin Cooey and his team, they were the first on the docket over there Sunday morning in Beijing. They get a big victory over the surprise uh, finalist from China. And uh, Daishin Ba and, and his team, he, of course, throws the... Uh, the, the, the four stones. stones for that team for Zhu and that squad who skips and throws third uh, and, and they sort of had a big rally there on on Saturday to get into the playoffs there's a lot of, uh, of machinations there on the men's side as to who was going to get in and who wasn't uh, a big win for the Chinese team over Matt Dunstone That's right. and his team to get in after Matt Dunstone did the Chinese team a favor by beating uh, Nicholas Adeen, mm-hmm. Uh and sort of, uh, it was actually quite interesting to, to be following along and seeing how it all played out there Saturday in China, but we eventually get this final of the Chinese squad against Canada 2.
1: Canada 2, Kevin Cooey, of course, yes. even though they were the first Canadian team to qualify. Yes. They get the Canada 2 moniker. Yeah.
0: It was very, very bobsledding-esque. That's yeah. what that reminded me of, actually, yeah. of, of sort of the Canada 1, Canada
1: 2. 100% Sean. And when we did our preview, I seem to recall giving China no, no attention at all. I don't even yeah. think we talked about them because they're in this pool with the juggernaut and uh, Nicholas Adine. You got a Canadian team that's pretty good in Matt Dunstone and, yeah. and then John Schuster. Yeah. Like no, nobody had this team coming out and winning. And so, you know what? Good on them.
0: They did what they had to do. Yeah. They got the points that they needed. And they made it into the final. Yeah. And, what, and what's amazing, too, I, I think, for this team is they came out and they beat Nicholas Dean early. Yeah. And we talk about this a lot in this short format. If you get a win early against a team that, frankly, you probably shouldn't beat, that really changes the math for the rest of the week. For sure. Especially
1: a three-point win. Yeah. Right? Getting yeah.
0: that under your belt right away. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: mm-hmm. a definite, definite confidence booster.
0: And puts the other team behind
1: the eight ball a bit to try and catch up against those stronger teams. So. For sure. Uh,
0: so all the credit in the world to this Chinese team for making it through. Uh, Nicholas Dean, of course, split against everybody. He goes one-on-one yeah. one against everybody. John Seuster three at and three-and-three and and Matt Dunstone there at two-and-four. Kevin Cooey gets through on the tie break. Uh, yes. He had 12 points. He and Ross... Peterson or Patterson, excuse me. But Ross uh, Patterson had lost both of the games against right. Kevin Cooley. Yeah. So, so, but they both finished with twelve points. Both of them winning the four games with uh, as, as the birds. We got some geese. Uh, they're they're coming north, Scott. It's time. Uh, it's that that time of year. They're coming home. So uh, uh, so they both go four and two and uh, tie at twelve points. But as you say, uh, Kevin had beat Ross Patterson both times. So. In this final, between the two of them, uh, Kevin Kui ends up winning 5-3. to three, And he is forced on his last shot to play a draw, a bit of a draw tap. Uh, the Chinese stone was just, just barely behind the pinhole, I think. Uh, I think he could have scored without moving the stone. But yeah. by moving the stone, it made it obvious. Yeah,
1: this was the one game I watched live. And I was a little bit surprised he drew. He peeled on his first to give himself a chance to play the run double and at the worst go into a shootout for the win, but then they decided, hey, uh, even if you miss this draw, it'll be practice for the next one for the shootout so he said, okay, let's try that. Now, it would have been interesting if it had overcurled, tapped the Chinese team in uh, for two.
0: Yeah, I don't think Kevin Kui's ever doing that. That
1: would have been a bit of a, a mistake, but no, you're right. Kevin Cooey's not doing that. He's too good. And I, I found the game overall pretty boring to watch. It, it wasn't the most inspired. No, no crowd, doubt.
0: No, no multiple scores. Yeah,
1: the crowd was pretty quiet. I mean, the 9 a.m. start in Beijing, I saw a couple shots of the crowd that looked like maybe they had just come from church or something, or, <laughs> you know, the family <laughs> in, their, in their nice clothes all dressed up. Yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, a little bit of a slog, to say the least. And uh, Denny Neufeld... Stepping in for Ben Hebert there, you know it's always more fun to watch when Ben's uh, mouthing off and on a sure. live mic. So uh, yeah, when ben a little different. Ben, yeah,
0: it's yeah. So yeah, a very different dynamic there. And I tweeted last night in watching the game that Denny Newfeld definitely got the follicle gene in the <laughs> family uh, <laughs> for poor BJ there. Uh, and then Colton Flash seemed to be a star there. There was a someone posted on Twitter, him coming out of the arena and was just mobbed by a bunch of Chinese women. Wow! Uh, coming out of the arena, yeah. Oh, so you know, Colton nice Flash, tall farm guy. Uh, yeah. So uh, doing pretty well. <laughs> but overall, if you look at the numbers here, yeah, as you say, sort of the, the the numbers reflect how it was a bit of a slog of a game. Nobody really shot high. Uh, other than Denny Neufeld, who who was at eighty-seven percent, but otherwise everyone is pretty much in the eighty percent range. Yeah. So no one's shooting great, no one's shooting poorly. It was just, and it really the the game. The difference in the game is the two steals, right? Canada exactly. steals in three. Canada steals in six, and that's the game.
1: And also, China made the curious decision to take one in the fourth end. They had a chance to blank. They took one all of Team Canada was confused about what they were doing. Right. They managed to force Canada in the fifth to sort of get that hammer back in six, but right. it's th- they were on the even end uh,
0: bandwagon super early, you know? Yeah, but again, in an eight-end game... You want to score. You want to try. I guess you want to be on that even end thing, and you have that confidence in yourself that you're going to force there in five. So, But yeah, it is a curious decision that if you can get a blank later on in the game like if you can blank five even then you can get into six uh and most teams i think would probably do that in an eight in game
1: i suppose so so yeah like i i was a little surprised myself so.
0: yeah so kevin cooey congratulations to him this i gotta say kevin cooey out of all the players on tour kevin cooey has probably earned his summer more than anybody else <laughs> they, oh, big they, time. they played in the first event they played in the last event they won them both uh oh, a bunch of finals over the course of the year, world championship. These guys must be exhausted. Like Kevin Cooey is going to fly back from Beijing. I assume they'll fly to Vancouver and then fly to Calgary or something. And he might just go into like this, this chamber, uh, you know, these chambers are like the bikers sleep in, yeah, and not move for a week.
1: Yeah. It's hibernation time for, yeah. for Kevin Cooey. It's the opposite of a bear, right? Bear yeah. will go in for the winter. Kevin Cooey goes to hibernate for the summer to get ready for that uh, next
0: curling season. So. Yeah, so congratulations to him and that team to uh, Grand Slam, or not Grand Slam, to um, uh, World Cup victories this season. Uh, quite an accomplishment for them. It's kind of hard to argue at this point about who the best team in the world is. It certainly seems like them. Uh, you know, I, I know they didn't win the world championship, but the whole resume for the season, very impressive, especially for a first-year team and uh
1: super impressive yeah yeah. and and they take home a cool $39,000 from this event so not a bad you know five days work
0: yeah not bad at all and uh i'll tell you in china having been in china for as long as i was in china that goes a lot farther in Beijing than it, than it does in Calgary. So. so you think they're going out for a big dinner? Uh, give I us mean, everything on the menu. I would, I would, uh, I would encourage it. Uh, go get some of those good soupy dumplings Ooh, there, yeah. yeah, or the Peking duck. Mm. Too. Um, yeah, we went to a very fancy Peking duck place there. It was great. So, uh, so congratulations. So let's move on to the uh, the next round, the or the next game that was played. That of course was the mixed doubles match where Laura Walker and Kirk Myers, the first couple of Canadian mixed doubles curling, or maybe the second couple after the Tucks, I should say. Um, <laughs> they of course played uh, Kristen Skazlian and Magnus. Nerd-a-grin from Norway in the final there. And uh, it's interesting, Scott, I, I did not notice this until today, but the Canadians have Jeff Walker listed as their coach. Hey. So Jeff was there, uh, I guess, on, on the bench. Really? Keeping tabs on everything. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but this was a game uh, where the Norwegians really just controlled this post-to-post. Uh, Canada gets one <laughs> in the first and then the Norwegians with a, a two in the second, then a, a, a steal, steal in the third, and a force in the fourth. So you're, you're looking at, you're, for the Canadians, you're down 4-2, halfway through without the hammer, which I know in mixed doubles doesn't always mean that much, but uh, yeah, really they, tough sledding there for Walker and Myers. Walker
1: and Myers got the steal in the first end, and it was looking up for them. But you're right, then they weren't able to uh, to keep Norway to one in, in the second, Laura Walker's shot in four to try and get multiple points was some crazy wide draw, an outturn draw yeah. that went, that had to curl by eight feet or something. And she said, after she threw it, I, I don't think that was even there. <laughs> so they were behind the eight ball a little bit. And yeah, Gaslian and Ned Grutten were the best team this whole week. They had, they finished yeah. the round robin, double round robin there was 16 points, meaning the only game they lost would have been on, uh, on a last uh, draw on a last rock draw, yeah to so. uh,
0: Switzerland number two Pereira and uh, Rios yeah uh w- was how that went so yeah so a very impressive performance for the to reach, yeah they are full force for this victory there I have to say too very much a lot of credit to uh Colton Lott and um uh, Kadriana? K- Kadriana, yeah, that they played really well. They finished second in that pool going four and two. Again, going against a team that has won, I believe, multiple world championships in this discipline uh, in Switzerland, that that is a very impressive performance for them. And, you know, you for as much as, as Scott, we've talked in the past that we don't necessarily like the four-player people coming over and using mixed doubles as sort of the second chance, if you look at the three teams that have done really well in mixed doubles this year, of walker Myers and uh, Sahiduk and Lott, and then of course, um, Galantz and, and Peterman, those are young players who, if they want to, could play this a long time. And, and Canada mm-hmm. has not, as, as was talked about, has never won a world championship in the discipline. They, of course, won the gold medal, but if you want to have the sustained su- success within the discipline, it really seems as though these are the teams that could accomplish that for you.
1: You're right, Sean. They could. And the other thing that's to their advantage with with mixed doubles is there's no geographic restriction, right on, right. The, on the mixed doubles team. So, yeah. You know, but you know, if uh, Breckeland and Jocelyn Peterman, let's say they they go on and they decide to get married, and all they want to do is just play mixed doubles with each other, you know, I, I good on them. Yeah, why not? Go right. Go for it. Uh, if they break up and want to play together, rock on. Great. Maybe weird, but great. Yeah. So I, I think you're right. This this might be the foray for the younger teams to be able to get more world exposure if they want to right. dedicate
0: themselves to it. Yeah. I do look forward to, to uh, at some point, coming out of whatever province they choose to play out, of the uh, mixed Canadian championship team of Laura Walker, Jeff Walker, Kirk Myers, and his girlfriend (laughs) Um, who I I don't know what her name is I don't know if she plays or not Uh, but she can play lead and it'll be fine (laughs) Um, but uh, that they can all play together, uh, the the four of them It could be pretty
1: fun, sure Sean and as far as our picks go, I know we sort of uh, haven't talked about it for the men yet, we'll get to it at the end but uh, Sarah Anderson and Corey Dropkin coming in third place here with 12 points in the round robin, so Apparently they award a bronze medal at this event, which they didn't do for the first three. Okay, what's but, the grand final, Scott? But they yes, they got the bronze medal, and on the men's side, it was
0: somebody else got the bronze medal. Uh, Scotland,
1: because of their tie
0: with, of course, with Kui. Yes. So, uh, so yeah. So, congratulations then to the Norwegians, and uh, so we'll move on now to the women's final, where Double J finishes off her season which for double J standards hasn't been particularly good. I think she would admit that. Missing the playoffs at the Scotties, not winning a Grand Slam event for her. This was her first foray into the curling World Cup and she gets a big win over the World Championship squad of Silvana Tiranzoni and the Swiss with a nine to six victory. I think Scott, the key shot in this game, I believe it was the seventh end. She makes a thin in off from her own to score two. Yeah, the the
1: story of this game was I think missed shots more than made shots. Uh, yeah. Based on based on the feedback I got and what I got from watching the recap because. Sean, I tried to watch these games on TSN after the fact, and I couldn't find them anywhere on their website. So, hey, T- TSN, holler at me and let me know where they're found. So I had to settle for watching the the recap. And, I mean, in a game where Switzerland scores two three-enders in eight ends, you don't expect them to lose those kind of games. You know what I mean? No. So it was the steals that really propelled yeah. Canada to the win there. Yeah. Out of, out
0: of the nine points, Canada steals five of them. Yeah.
1: So uh, that's the kind of thing that you don't expect to see
0: against Team Tiran Zoni. But again, they are the trick-or-treat team. So maybe you do expect to see that sometimes, but not on a week where they're playing well.
1: Where they're playing well enough to make the final. Yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> and they had a quite a tough pool, as we discussed in our preview, with Anna Sidorova, Anna Hasselberg, and Minji Kim yes. in that in that pool. I mean, that that was basically Murderer's Row Except you might say Sidorova not so much, but even they finished in second place yeah. with the bronze medal at 12 points. So. Yeah,
0: and, and they, the the Swiss team of of Taranzoni, they get in because one of the games they lost was in a shootout. Exactly. so that point was the difference between them and Anna Sidorova in terms of getting in.
1: Yeah, even getting in. So, so there you go. I mean, yeah, yeah. The the final was just a little bit sloppy. Yeah, uh, the, Team Zoni in the interview after, said they were disappointed with how they played. They they thought they should have played better. And Yeah,
0: well, yeah. Alina Patz throws 73%. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. actually, Jennifer Jones also throws 73% in the game, and both teams are at 80%. Yeah,
1: Jennifer Jones didn't seem to have her A game this week. Whether she was getting caught with the ice a little bit, maybe trying to read the releases of the new members to her team, quote-unquote new members, who had yeah. played with her before. Yeah. Uh, that might be one of these instances where she was having a
0: bit of trouble, but... And, and too, I mean, Jill Officer... I mean, Jill Officer is great, right? Like, obviously. Yeah. uh, An all-time great player, but she's also being put in a position here that she hasn't played, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, Jill Officer's strength, I think, admittedly, for her, is more of those upweight shots. That's what she does. But throwing in the lead position here she's being asked to throw some stuff that she doesn't normally uh, have the opportunity to throw so yeah, yeah
1: and, and like you say she's more than capable of of playing lead at this level
0: well yeah but i mean for the week she throws 83 percent, which for a lead is quite low so you know some of those shots like don McEwen, with tick shots and stuff is is not maybe not quite on at least a Lisa level but she's pretty darn close and mm-hmm. Jill Officer just has doesn't have that experience throwing those type of shots yeah absolutely. So, so you know you just you just think of the change there and of course Shannon Burchard a member of the team when they won last year, but it's the one event. And Shannon Burchard's release is so different from anybody else in the country that, that, yeah, it would take some time to pick up on that. Uh, Of course, she's a great player, like not taking anything away from her. It's just you got to get used to how she throws that stone.
1: Yeah, and Canada a bit fortunate here to get their 10 points. One of the other games that I was able to watch live this week was a game against Nina Roth when... (laughs) Nina Roth in the eighth end had a wide open draw for three to win the game and get those three points Sorry I can't turn off the you sound can't turn on it these, off it's, uh, it happens man I, I'm trying my best that's all right but uh, they, she had an open draw for three she came up uh, 12 feet light like not even close right and then in the shootout Jennifer Jones manages to to get just enough of the button to win. That's two points to her that she probably shouldn't have gotten, didn't deserve to get, really.
0: And that's the difference. And
1: that's the difference there in making the playoffs versus not. So
0: Yeah, because she ties actually in points with Team Japan uh, Japan went 3-3, three and three. Jennifer Jones goes 4-2, and two, but Jennifer Jones went two of her games on the last draw. So she only had 10 points. That's right. And uh, Japan, because they lost one of those games on the last draw, they also finished with 10 points. Yeah, that was the game three to, Jennifer, three. to yeah.
1: Jennifer Jones, right? So,
0: so that's really the, the difference there. And, and, you know, we thought Group A was going to be a little easier, but Group A was a lot tighter.
1: Yeah, right? there, it was a lot, lot of clustering there. Yeah. You know, we didn't see the high swings that we saw in the other group. I think uh, the other story is Team Sweden and Anna Hasselberg in Group B, just two wins on the
0: week. Yeah, tough uh, week for them. Pretty, pretty tough. T- but again, they've played in all of these. Right, they've been yeah. all over the world. I remember they went back to to China? What was it during the season to get an award? Uh, right, they've and just Korea, they, they've yeah. or in Korea. Excuse me, they've just traveled so much this year. So you know, I, I'm willing to give every team a pass on this yeah uh just given the time of year it is and how much these teams travel this is sort of a just exhale (laughs) event and just you know let the shoulders finally drop a bit and let it go so uh but all credit to jennifer jones and her team you know get some cash there uh and infuse for for them nothing wrong with that yeah absolutely
1: and and so we haven't heard anything about this event going forward next year we we do know that this event is basically for Chinese teams to play more games. Yeah. It's funded by Chinese interests, so uh, it's sort of the ramp up to 2022. For sure. So we expect it to be back next year. I, I didn't see anything for sure, yes or no. No, I haven't seen yeah. anything
0: official about it either, but I, I would assume that, that this comes back, that we have two more seasons of it,
1: Prior to the Olympics. Prior yeah. to the
0: Olympics, and uh, and that the lead into the Olympics will, will ultimately, maybe this goes away afterwards. Ghost. But I would certainly expect at least one more, if not two more. But I, I don't think this will be a one-and-done for the Curling World Cup. So we'll have so much to talk about next year again, Scott. Oh, boy. I can hardly wait. So let's get into the picks. This was our last event in picking. And, of course, all season we've been picking the various mm-hmm. events and basically what had to happen here, I had to go 0 oh, for my picks, and you had to be perfect in order to win.
1: Yeah, that didn't happen, That Sean. did not
0: happen. Uh, once Jennifer Jones qualified, I had clinched our picks pool for the season. But what were the totals? How, how do we do? I honestly can't remember who exactly we picked. I just, I just know that I always picked Jennifer Jones. Yeah,
1: yeah. So on the men's side, Sean, I uh, really went for broke, and picked uh, Team Ulzrud to win. They had a bit yeah. of a tough go yeah. this week. But they
0: won the last game. Apparently there was a <laughs> video tribute to them on the scoreboard. Good. Uh, the, the crowd had a nice reaction and, and you know gave them a nice send-off. They won their last game as a team, mm-hmm. their only win of the week. So congratulations to them and a uh, happy trails. Happy trails and, and best of luck. I, I do look forward to if he wants to i'm sure it's going to be an open invitation if thomas wilzerud wants to be the coach or captain of team world at the continental cup yeah yeah i i can't imagine that they would say no exactly yeah Yeah. if he wants to do it i think it's going to be an open invitation for him to be there every year if he chooses to be
1: for nothing else than to sign autographs for the ladies i yeah i
0: uh (laughs) and sell some pants yeah and and underwear
1: everybody uh that i that i've talked to all the ladies i know that curl are always like oh he's so dreamy so (laughs) you know uh, if they can convince him to come
0: nancy white's over at nancy right at dreamy yeah we're getting the thumbs up from nancy yeah yeah yeah,
1: thumbs up there so i had also picked them to to win against team usa who uh ah, just just not quite enough no so I got zero points. Sean, you picked Kevin Cooey to lose to Sweden, so you get one there. All right, I like on it. On the women's side, I picked Switzerland to win. Uh, close, so close. So close. And I picked Japan to get in. Right. Who who lost on that yeah, one shot of the button. Yeah,
0: not a bad pick.
1: Not bad. So I get one point there. And, Sean, you'd pick Jennifer Jones to win because you're contractually obligated to pick Jennifer Jones to win. True story. Uh, against Sweden and Anna Hasselberg. So you, you get two for picking the winner correct.
0: I like that. There.
1: Uh, mixed doubles side, I picked USA to win against Norway. Okay. So you know uh, I had Norway in it, and you had picked Canada to win with Laura Walker and and
0: yeah. uh, Kirk Myers. I believe against the other
1: Canadian against team. the other yeah. Canadian team. That's right. So uh, you got one point there. Two. So so, so uh, what's the total here for the season? The total for the season, Sean, you've got eighty-six big points, big juicy points. I and like that. And I got seventy-seven.
0: All right. So it's a route. Nine it's point win for Dr. Shawnee Fever here. So we were curious. We mentioned this a couple of weeks ago as to what the available points were. So Scott, you've gone through and done the math in terms of what our percentages. So again, remembering that for events we would pick four teams for the normal events, four teams and a playoff uh, and the winner. So for the men and women, it was five available points. So ten available points per event, and for the World Cup, it was nine available points. Per event, because we pick one from each pool, and then the winner. So
1: that's right. Well, we also did a couple of funky things at the beginning with the elite ten. Yeah, the elite ten sucks. We were getting into it and. At the Briar and Scotty's, we each picked a wild card team, or like
0: a. Oh, yes, the uh, a, a Dark Horse team. Dark Horse, yeah. For
1: which I gave a point if they made the playoffs. So oh, okay. There was a little more points available. There was a total of 170 points available if okay. we had picked perfectly every event. Yes. 170 points available. And
0: neither of us got into triple digits.
1: No, that's right. So, so Sean, you were at 50.59%. Love it. Rounding up. Yeah, that's
0: 50 plus one, right? That gets me a victory in the election. Exactly.
1: Yeah, you have a majority,
0: not just a plurality. Love that.
1: Uh, and I was at 45.29%. Yeah. Me. So, so I think
0: so. The, the message here, the... the, the yeah, we're going to do this again next season, but I think sort of what we've learned from this is that you might as well go to the zoo and have a monkey point at a sheet because <laughs> essentially that's the same thing. Because it's like flipping it's, a it's, coin. It's a 50-50 chance that we're going to get something right.
1: Yeah, and I, well, Sean, I'll be honest. At the end of the year there, I was just trying to pick different from you to, to <laughs> catch up. So
0: Right, and and picking the winners versus playoff team, I think if you were just look at our playoff team picks, they're going to be a higher percentage. Sure. And we lost a lot of points in the winners but I mean, whatever. I mean, that is what it is. So, And at the World Championships, I... I think we did well at the Briar Scotties World Championships. I got five like
1: five points yeah. at each of the World Championships. So,
0: you know, uh, th- there
1: have been some surprises this year. Not too many, but...
0: Yeah, I but, think every uh, time you picked Anna- <laughs> Silvana <laughs> Taranzoni, except for this week, they missed the playoffs. Yeah,
1: I, I would always pick them coming off a strong event and then... They would break my hearts every time. Yeah.
0: And actually, Jennifer Jones did that to me a couple times,
1: too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, certainly at the Scotties. Yeah, so there's quite a, quite a good depth in curling nowadays. I mean, we'll keep doing it. Uh, have you decided what your prize
0: is? Do you punish me in some way? or? Well, I don't know. We'll see. So maybe if anyone has an idea, we'll put this out on Twitter. We, of course, had the bad beer bet with the guys from Rocks Across the Pond, That's which we right. lost at the Europeans. So maybe we could do another bad beer thing. I don't know. We'll see. Let's. If anyone has an ideas, let us know on Twitter and uh, we'll see what we can come up with here. Kick something around. Right on. Okay. So congratulations there, Sean. Thank you. It's uh, a great accomplishment for me. Probably the greatest professional achievement of my life. Yeah. I would have to agree. Yeah. So, you know, if I was a real doctor, maybe. But, you know, <laughs> because I'm only like a PhD, it's... Not the same. Uh, so, geez. Uh, so that that's it, Scott.
1: The season's mm. over. Sean, the season has come to an end. Uh, it's going to be a good summer. We're yeah. going to ha- come back and have shows every week for the summer. We've got something in the hopper for next week, Yep, maybe the next couple of weeks. So we're excited to stay with you. Maybe we'll diverge from uh, hardcore curling a little bit. We'll, yes. we'll get into talking more about fun things to do. And speaking of fun things to do, Sean... Did you know where the most fun place to curl <laughs> in Fergus is? I, I think Scott, I think it's our our friends there at the Fergus Curling Club. You got that right, Sean. Go to the Fergus Curling Club. You can play on sheet one, sheet eight, sheet three, or sheet four. Yeah, and have a good game of curling there. They're done for the season, but ice hey, is out. you it's know true. what? They'll be ramping it back up in September. No better place to go.
0: No, and you know if you are looking for a spiel to play and you need somewhere to go, you want to get piped onto the ice. You go to the Fergus Curling Club They uh, they pipe you out for every every draw Yeah, they got bagpipers Everywhere there in Curling Bagpipers out the wazoo They're just drowning in bagpipers there That's where you want to go uh, Good bar selection um, You know, it's cheap prices It's cheaper than the Legion Yeah, you can believe it Like Nowhere is cheaper than a Legion Except for the Fergus Curling Club So you definitely want to hit up the Fergus Curling Club Downtown Fergus, Ontario We love it we love it a lot. So there there you have it, Sean. That's it. So there you go. So uh, hopefully everyone has had a good season in the 2018-2019 curling calendar. We will, of course, be back with you next week. I think what we're going to do for the summer is we'll shift to a regular publishing schedule on... Wednesdays, so we'll run our shows on Wednesdays. We'll we'll post them overnight Tuesday into Wednesday morning, and we'll have them there for you. So you can look out for us on Wednesdays through the summer. We're going to do some evergreen stuff. We'll we'll talk about teams as we'll talk about the news as it comes up. Well, as Scott says, we'll do some fun stuff uh, that we have planned. A couple of things that. We're looking at so and some of the stuff that we already have recorded from various events, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff yeah. as to what it's like to be at an event from a media perspective with a, a media pass. So, uh, so a lot of fun stuff coming up over the summer. So stick with us and do subscribe if you have not yet at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Again, I have no idea what's going on with Google Podcasts, uh, but allegedly we're there. Um, but certainly we're on, you know, TuneIn and Stitcher and all that other stuff. So please do find us, subscribe, and give us a, a rating to help people find the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. You can find Scott at ScottLikesTV. I'm at Doctor Shawnee Fever. You can also email the show with any ideas or thoughts at Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So. We'll be back with you next week for our summer kickoff spectacular. Whoa, it's uh, a lot of pressure now. <laughs> but, but until then, uh, happy Mother's Day, everybody, and keep improvements on the ice, and don't dump that insert.